Welcome to the Uplevel Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Ali Gregoire. If you want to take your life to the next level, eliminate stress, become healthier, wealthier, and more in tune with energy, intuition, and how to manifest the life of your dreams, you are in the right place. Each week, we are going to dive deep on topics that will get you thinking outside the box and help you completely transform from the inside out. Because when you change your thinking, you can transform your life, and then anything you want is in reach. Let's get started. All right, so I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm going to be bold and say that this has the opportunity to be a game changer for most people and to be really an eye-opener for the way we talk to ourselves and to others. And I know for some that this isn't going to sink in right away, and I'm okay with that. I want this to really scratch the surface for you in terms of energy and manifestation, All right, so what if I told you that everything in your life you have manifested up until this very point? So everything from the good things that you have in your life to the bad, quote unquote, things that you have in your life, everything from stressful situations, you have some way attracted this to you by your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. This information right here is not taught in schools. It is not taught by most parents and caregivers because as a society, we are moving into more and more what energy does for us and things that are beyond the visible eye. But for so many people, especially those that are teaching us and our children today, they don't know this information. And so I really want you to trust this Listen to this episode, let it sink in, and then come back to it in a few weeks. A little bit of history about the law of attraction from my eyes. Back when I was in college, I had a roommate, Kelsey, and we got talking about this book called The Secret. And Kelsey introduced me to this book, and I started to read it, but then my schoolwork and my interest in partying just kind of took over. And, you know, fast forward to I got out of college. I've never really picked up that book, but I left it on my bookshelf. And I always wanted to come back to it because something was pulling me to it. But I still left it on my bookshelf. And then 10 years later, I joined a business program, which was a year ago. And I started to listen to more and more about energy. And I would even argue that the law of attraction found me last year. There was no denying that I was ready to start to implement this into my life and learn about energy and manifestation. So, you know, one example that I can give you right off the bat for my own life is a year ago today, I was in meditations envisioning this very specific dollar figure that I wanted to bring in on an annual basis. And I saw that number And I just imagined all of the thoughts that I would feel when I made that amount of money. And I, in my self-talk and in my meditations, imagined that I already had that amount of money. And then I received an opportunity in the spring of last year for a new job 
And I now make that exact dollar figure that I once dreamed last year. Some could argue that that is just a coincidence, right? But it's really not. When you start to sink into all of the examples that I've experienced in my life and then go out there and start to implement these examples and these ways of thinking into your own life, you'll see this happen. And, you know, you can't make it up. Another example is a back injury that I had in June. I was hopping into my car, getting ready to go to the beach, and I twisted just the wrong way in a way that I had done many times previously to adjust um, my dress when I first got into the car. And that one experience sent this, the most excruciating pain down my leg. It was part of the sciatic nerve and also felt like I had ruptured a disc. I've never experienced that before. However, I've had back injuries before. My lower back, my upper mid back. I've had many experiences in working out where I've thrown my back out. So this isn't new to me, but I literally couldn't even get out of the car. I had to have my husband come out and get me. And then once I was able to stand up, I was in so much pain I couldn't move. So I found the couch and I laid down and I stared up at the ceiling and I said, okay, now what? I really wanted to go to the beach that day. I couldn't move. And so fast forward to a day later, I was able to get up after a couple hours of just laying there and hoping that it would get better, but it wasn't getting any better. I was able to put some icy hot on my back and get to an upright position. But even as I was walking down the hallway, I was in so much pain that I just have never experienced this level of a back injury before. I thought I was going to need surgery. I did end up going to urgent care the next day. And when I spoke to urgent care, they chalked it up to I'm exercising too much or, you know, maybe it's whatever it is. They wanted to just give me medication, give me pain pills. And I kindly declined that um, because that next day I was already starting to get a little bit better because as I laid there when it initially happened the initial shock of it all really started to debilitate me my mind I was thinking all of the worst case scenarios which most people get into when something like that happens but then I remembered all of my training around energy and manifestation And I said, okay, if I want to heal, I need to start acting as if I'm already healed. And by acting, I don't mean physically, but mentally, my emotions, my thoughts. So I pulled myself together literally about an hour after this had happened and I was still lying on the couch. And I said, okay, what are the positives about this? And what can I say to myself that will speed up my healing? So I started to say to myself, I am healed. I am already healed. Even though that wasn't actually true, that is what I was starting to say to myself. And I started to imagine myself having a miraculous recovery. I started to imagine the doctors that I was about to see later that week telling me, I cannot believe how fast you healed. I closed my eyes and I literally imagined a doctor in a white coat telling me, I can't believe how fast you're healing. And then that actually came true. So a back injury that 
I have never experienced to this level before. I healed quicker. Within a matter of five days, I was back to normal. When my other back injuries, which I've mentioned, I've had lower back, you know, thrown out my lower back, my mid side back. How many times I picked up a kettlebell and just, you know, you move the wrong way. And that would happen to me, right? Like I would be kind of bed rest for for days and weeks. I wouldn't be able to exercise for a couple weeks. But a worse back injury, I was able to get back to my normal routine within a matter of days and then fully recovered and healed five days. Now tell me that that is just a coincidence. It's not. I want to talk about some examples of how our self-talk and talk with others, um, you can use examples of this and implement it into your life. Three things that a lot of people struggle with are health, money, and relationships. So we're going to go through each one of those and talk about the ways that your self-talk is repelling the things that you want in your life. All right, so number one is health. What are your stories around your health? Are you healthy? Do you get sick often? Are you overweight? Do you like to eat sweets? Right? What do you say to yourself? How about this? Let's say the last time you got sick, like a cold or the flu, what did you think? Did you think about how badly you felt? Like it could be a beautiful day outside and you walked outside and you just kind of, you felt sick and that kind of ruined the day. And for the entire day, you feel sick, you feel bad. That's a great example of how you are attracting more of that to your body by thinking about how bad you feel. You may be sick and that may be true, But rather than saying, I'm sick and I don't feel good, maybe you can switch that self-talk to, I am healing. When we make the negative aspect of what is going on in our lives part of our identity, that impresses the subconscious mind to bring more of that to you. And this is so critically important to healing from things that doctors tell us we can't heal from. So many people, when they hear that they have cancer, or stage 4 cancer especially, what they hear is that they're dying. But then how do you explain all of the people who miraculously heal from these stage 4 cancers? You know, is it just coincidence? Could it be related to their thoughts and their feelings and their emotions about their disease or ailment? And they have an active role in healing. So this same concept goes for people who have heart disease or people who suffer from diabetes or anything, right? There is possibility out there that you can heal from these things yourself. I mean, just think about when you scrape your knee or when you cut your finger, how miraculous it is that your body just knows what to do to heal itself. 
So as much as it can heal itself from a scraped knee and from these cuts on our fingers, it can also heal itself from disease. But because this is not proven in clinical trials and several clinical trials, it's not used by Western medicine. And really what our society is going to head into in the next, you know, 10 to 50 years is a mix of Western medicine, which is your doctors, your PCP, your oncologist, you know, telling you that you need XYZ treatment. And then also Eastern medicine, which is a mix of energy healing, energy therapy, acupuncture, Reiki, things that use both the mind and the body to heal ourselves. So the next time that you find yourself sick and not feeling so good, rather than ruminating in those thoughts and those feelings and emotions about feeling so sick, start to just say and visualize yourself healed and say, I am healing. I am healed. I intend to heal. It's very important that you say it in this specific way and not I want to heal because when you say I want xyz you are saying that you don't have it you're in that lack mentality and that right there is what repels what you want from you let's move on to the second example that I have for you today which is money what are your stories around money Do you find yourself saying, I can't afford that, it's too expensive, we're not making ends meet this month, I'll put it on the credit card, and then do you feel nervous as the due date for the credit card approaches? When you open up your bank account app, or if you pull up your bank account on the computer, whenever you do check it, how do you feel? What are your emotions? Are you feeling sad about the amount of money that you have in your bank? If any of those are a yes, you are repelling money away from you. Something that's really important to realize is that money doesn't come from people. And money typically doesn't come from hard work. Although we're taught to think it does. So many people work really, really hard. And yet they don't make enough money. So one thing that you can do differently, starting now, is rather than saying, I can't afford that, switch it to say that you are choosing this other thing. Let's say a car, for example. Let's say you're shopping for cars and you cannot afford a luxury vehicle. So you go to you know a, a lower end car because you say to the you know, the salesperson, I can't afford that other car. What you are doing is you're putting that energy out into the universe to say, okay, she cannot afford that. Let's not send her any more money. This sounds so crazy because it's so uh, not talked about in our society. But I have so many examples from my life within the past year and a half where I have switched my self-talk around money to say, I already have XYZ. Like that example that I gave you in the beginning of this episode, how I made a certain amount of money a year ago today, 
and a year later, I make the amount of money that I wanted to make because I switched my self-talk to say I already make that amount of money. I started to feel it in meditations. I started to, you know, feel the emotions that one would feel when I did make that amount of money. So you are repelling money away from you if you use any stories that say and impress into your subconscious that you don't make enough money or you don't have enough money. I'm going to do a a lot of other episodes about money, really diving deeper into this concept, but that is the basics for right now. What you can do is just start to feel as though you already have the amount of money that you want. And listen, I know realistically that if you want to make a million dollars a year, you're not going to go from making 50000 to that million right away or overnight or within a month, right? There's baby steps that lead up to it. It's a mix of using your mind and taking action. And if you are in a job that you hate right now, well, that's the first thing to look at. Or if you like your job right now, let's say you don't want to become an entrepreneur and go that route and, you know, kind of be your own boss and and run a business so that you can open up the lines of uh, energy that allow you to make potentially a million dollars a year. But you can think about ways that you have in your current role, if you're happy at that company, to maybe bring something to the table that they haven't already thought about. You have opportunity around you. So many people feel like they are stuck in their current circumstances and environment that they repel anything better in their life. All right, so moving on to the last example that I have for you is your relationships. So many people struggle in relationships, and there's a lot of layers to this. But what I do want to talk about today is just the basics. How are your relationships? Are they good? Are they bad? Do you have some good relationships, some not so good? I want you to bring to mind a relationship that you have that is not so good. And now I want you to think about why that relationship is not so good. Let's take, for example, your partner or children. And let's say that you spend a lot of your energy thinking about all the things that your partner or your child is doing wrong. So when you wake up in the morning, you start nitpicking at all of the things that they're doing wrong. And then suddenly you find yourself wondering why this relationship is not so great. Why you have so much stress around this relationship. Things that grow are the things that we focus our attention on. It's just like a garden. Let's say you have a garden with tons of flowers and a few weeds at first. And over time, that garden is going to start growing more and more weeds. And if you don't pluck those weeds out, they have that opportunity to take over. And so you can think about these negative thoughts, anger, jealousy, resentment, things that you wish that your partner or child would do differently, you know, the more you think about those things, the more those those weeds are going to grow. 
And if you don't pluck them out, they are going to grow. No matter what, we're always going to find ourselves in these moments where we interpret what somebody else is doing in a way that doesn't align with their interpretations. And that's okay to be having these different interpretations because we're all different. We all come from different walks of life, different upbringings, different stories from our childhood and the way we were raised, right? And then we come together thinking that the other person is just going to be the way we are. And that is a broken strategy. When you allow these weeds of negativity to grow, then that is what is going to then evolve your relationship into something that is negative or bad or stressful. So I want you to focus on that negative relationship and just by yourself start to notice if I start to focus on the positive things in this relationship, does that energy start to shift the relationship? Does that then start to grow? And remember that these thoughts and feelings and which you water the weeds or the flowers is a choice and if you want to reduce the stress in your life you have the choice to do that so I'm going to wrap up today's episode by just pointing out that I'm not trying to convince anybody to be positive poly I don't expect you to go out into the universe, into the world, and start to say, I am healthy, I am well, I am healed, right? And just forget about the emotions that sometimes come our way when stress happens or bad things, right? When um, you experience a series of chaotic events in your life, maybe coming from the lunar eclipse or full moons, right? When a lot of things go wrong, when the car breaks down, when something happens to the house, you know, different things happening to us, right? I'm not saying to push those emotions down. What I am saying is to feel those emotions and move through them and start to get yourself to a point where you're healing faster and you're attracting less of those negative things to you by your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions, All I'm asking you and suggesting for you to do is to flip your self-talk and imagine the things that you want in life as already things that you have. And then before you know it, you're going to have those things. But it will take a little bit of time. I'll give you one last strategy and then we'll wrap up. And that strategy is a pattern interrupt. I want you to go out and just start by being more mindful about your self-talk and conversation with others. Just take this next week or two or three to just observe. No judgment. And just start to notice where your energy is. Is it on the negative? Is it on the positive? What is my self-talk? Do I spend a lot of time angry? A lot of time stressed out? Worried about what other people are doing rather than staying in my own lane? And in your meditations, even if you don't meditate, let's take a drive, for example. You drive to and from work or to and from the store. In those moments, what can you be doing starting now to start visualizing what you want in your life? Feel it. From the deepest root of your body, feel it. And when you notice those negative self-talk and talk patterns with others, A pattern interrupt like, Allie, stop it. 
<laughs> is really effective. So maybe you insert your own name and you just say, John, stop it. Right, Allie, stop it. I do that all the time and it's really effective. And then switch your self-talk. Start to focus on what you want to attract to you. And then we'll see what happens. If for nothing else, this is going to be a fun exercise for you, but I promise you that it will bring more of what you want to you. You just need to give it some time. So don't give up right away. And then come back and let me know how things are going for you. I would love to hear from you. But right now, I want you just to go out there, observe, just no judgment you know, take a look at what the patterns are in your own life. And then in a couple of weeks, come back to this episode. Each time you listen to a podcast episode, a book, you reread a book, you, you see, you hear different things each time. It's the same content, but you're hearing different things because that is an example of you up leveling your life. Each time you come back, you're like, okay, now I'm on this level. Now I'm going to hear things differently. And that's what happens. That's how we grow. So I'll wrap up with on that note. It's always a pleasure to be in your energy and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Uplevel Your Life podcast. If you found value from this episode, please recommend it to a friend or family member who would benefit too. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review and share it on your social media channels as it will help me reach more people. Thanks so much again and I'll see you on the next episode.